2 Corinthians chapter number 12. In your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Just thankful of the goodness of God. Yeah. Verse number seven, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that God had given me, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me. That does not mean, that does not say buffet. <laughs> lest I should be exalted above measure. For this one thing, I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said, my grace is enough for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of the anointed one may rest upon me. Amen. I want to talk to you on God's grace is enough. I believe it's going to be a blessing today in your life. Father, we love you and we honor you for your graciousness, your grace upon our life. Lord, we want to thank you. Someone today is going through a difficult time. Lord, remind them that your grace is carrying them through today. Yes, yes, We're going to bless you for all that you do. Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. God's grace is enough. Yeah. The reason I can say God's grace is enough was because in John chapter number 1, Jesus was full of grace. So I can say God's grace is enough because I know Jesus is enough. I, I never will forget being about eight or nine years old and my family going through a dark season in our life from a financial end. Just like many of you have maybe been there as an adult, or maybe many of you who were like me grew up with that as a child. And I never will forget being about eight or nine years old, not having too much of a Christmas, not having too much of a support, Having, I'm, I'm, I'm sure y'all's kids don't know nothing about this, but may, maybe you do. Having to, the clothes my cousin would wear in one winter, I'd be wearing the next winter. Uh, what, what he would wear in the spring, I would wear in the fall because he was a little bit bigger than me. And so uh, I would eventually grow into it. And uh, if he wore a size nine shoe and I wore a size seven, I just had to make that work. Amen. Going down to the dollar store, my parents buy me shoes, and me trying to put a little Nike check mark on the side. Still got picked on about it, bullied about it. I never forget looking at my dad one day when my dad apologized because we did not have enough, what he felt was enough to make his family proud. And I never will forget as an eight, nine year old boy, I looked at him and said, Dad, but 
God has always gave us food to eat at night. We got a house to live in. But we got things God has provided. Don't feel bad about where we are right now. In saying that, it's amazing how as adults, we sometimes put so much pressure on ourselves. And no matter what situation we are in life, that, that our focus is so much on us that we lose focus of Jesus in the middle of troubled times in our life. I, there's a school of thought in the faith world aspect that says if you have faith in God, you'll never go through anything. My comment is this. You never know you have faith in God until you go through something. The Apostle Paul was prone to difficulties. He said, because God had given me so much revelation about him. Matter of fact, you know, he did write three quarters of the New Testament. We would not know what church was about if it was not for the Apostle Paul through the revelation of God. Uh, somebody made some kind of meme uh, the other day and put it, they actually go to our church and put it about the church and it was made in a, kind of in a negative way about church should be about this, not about this. And I, I was so close, social media tempts me, man. <laughs> I was so close to just putting, well, you and the Apostle Paul see things a little bit differently. And I'm glad the Apostle Paul got revelation from God and not you about the way church should be. <laughs> Amen. The Apostle Paul was given so much revelation. I mean, think about it. He was the one who got the revelation that if God is for me, who can be against me? The Apostle Paul got the revelation in 1 Corinthians 13 of what love truly is supposed to be. The Apostle Paul got the revelation that we are more than conquerors through Christ that loved us. He got the revelation in Romans chapter number 8. That therefore there is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. The apostle Paul got the revelation of what the nine gifts of the spirit was concerning to the church. And what the fruit of the spirit was. That we should walk in once we are filled with the spirit of God. The apostle Paul was a bad man. He had he gotten some revelation and insight from God. Which tells me you cannot look at your present situation that, that might not be good and say you're not right with God. Because the Apostle Paul also had a lot of difficulty in the flesh. History says that the Apostle Paul had a, a spinal problem that he walked with, with like a hunchback. He walked bent over. He could not straighten his back. History also records that the Apostle Paul was going blind and he needed someone to help him read and to write. We understand this. We also understand that Paul had a man by the name of Alexander and he was a coppersmith who had done him much wrong. The Apostle Paul in every stance of his life, we always preach about how Paul was in prison, 
and, and how that night he was in prison, he began praying and praising, and God shook the foundations uh, in Acts chapter number 16. But what led Paul to prison was the fact that he had a woman that would travel with him everywhere he would go and mock him and make fun of him and, and try to put uh, make satanic incantations over his life to try to derail him. I mean, you think the devil's after you. Imagine everywhere you go throughout the day for years, there's somebody over you making fun of you and laughing at you, the same person over and over again. And finally, she made up a lie, and, uh, and the people got upset with it, and they threw Paul into prison. The apostle Paul had major difficulties all throughout his life. Matter of fact, some of these difficulties are recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse number, starting with verse number 23. And in that it says, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. He said, I'm more of a minister than everybody. I do more laboring for Christ than anybody. I do it in abundance. In stripes above measure. He said, I've been whipped so many times. In prisons more frequently. He said, there's never been a preacher that's been in prison more than I have. He said, I've been at the point of death so much, I thought I was going to die on so many occasions. Verse number 24, he says, of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. So he said, on five occasions, they whipped me 39 times. That's tough. Three times I was beaten with rods. And left for dead. Once I was stoned. They stoned me. But I didn't die. Three times I've been shipwrecked. You thought you've had a bad season. A day and a night I've been in the ocean. He said I've been in the middle of the ocean. Hanging on by a piece of wood. Floating in the ocean. All day and night before. In journeys, often, he said, I, I have to walk everywhere I go. In perils of waters, in perils of robbers, I've been robbed from, stolen from. In perils of my own countrymen, he said, people who are supposed to be for me have done me wrong. In perils of the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. Yeah, that's tough. In weariness and in painfulness, in watchings often, I've been hungered before. I've been thirsty before. I haven't had food to eat for a period of time before. I've been cold. I didn't even have clothes to put on my back at times. I've been naked. Verse 28. Beside those things which are without, the things which comes to me daily, he said, in spite of all that, i got to care for all of you people. <laughs> He said, man, I've, I've, I haven't had it easy here. I've had a tough road. And see, many times we start thinking that, man, I'm living for God and everything should be uh, tiptoeing through tulips in my life. Yeah. And there are times that I've found in my life that it's just not that way. But God still wants me to have faith in him. God still desires my faithfulness in him. God still desires my commitment and my loyalty to him. Who is weak? I am not weak. Who is offended? I'm not burnt out. Oh, Lord. 
Man, y'all talking about, man, y'all going through it. Here's what Paul's saying. Man, y'all talking about y'all been going through a tough season and y'all got a lot going on so you done got burnt out. You ever been shipwrecked? You ever been stoned? You ever been whipped on five different occasions, 39 times where your flesh is hanging like ribbons off of your body? He said, I haven't been offended. I ain't got offended by people where I wanted to stop doing things for God. He said, I haven't got burned out where I just said, hey, God, I need a break. I need a season of just backing off. He said, if I must need to glory, I will glory in the things which concern my infirmities. Here's what he said. If I'm going to eat, he said, if I'm going to praise and brag, I'm going to brag that, yeah, I got stoned, but God was with me. Yeah, I've been shipwrecked, but God was with me. Yeah, I've been left for dead, but God was right there carrying me the whole time. His grace has been enough. The very next chapter in the Bible, in 12, he says this. He said, I have had to go through so much. And there was this one occasion, he didn't even describe what that one occasion. He said, I asked God on three different occasions, take this thorn in the flesh from me. Just like many of us have. God, take this thing from me. Whatever that might be, God, can you fix it? God, can you not let me walk through this anymore? God, can you save this in my life? He said, I asked God on three occasions, and finally God cleared his throat and said back to me, my grace is enough for you. God, I was expecting an answer. God said, I did give you an answer. I gave you my grace. Matter of fact, I gave you my grace before you ever asked me to give you an answer. My grace is enough for you. He said, because every time you think you're weak, I say you're strong. Every time you say you're going under, I say you're going to make it. And many times, I don't know about you, but I have found out that I have not known I've had the grace of God in it. I have only discovered I had the grace of God when he brought me through it. I never will forget when my father passed away. When my dad passed away. I thought to myself, man, I'm an emotionless person. Like I'm sad. But like, I'm not like going crazy sad. And then after the next few days after it, it seemed by little by little, I started reveal. God started letting me see the pain of my father passing. He didn't let me see it all at once. Because if I'd have seen it all at once, I wouldn't have got out of bed. If I'd have seen it all at once, I wouldn't have been able to want to do anything. What was that? It was the grace of God. Some people say that's shock. That's what the world says. 
God said, that's my grace. I know people who've gone through terrible seasons in their marriage, maybe even divorce, and they still woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning, put a smile on their face, and took care of the kids, and went and worked a 40-hour-a-week job, and still showed up to church, and still loved God, and they couldn't understand why, and then slowly, little by little, once that season was over with, they started dealing with the reality of their pain, and could not understand, why am I dealing with it a month, a year later, when I was in the middle of it, and was doing good? It was the grace of God, that when you were weak, he was strong. Have you ever had devastating, and I'm not even talking about news. I'm talking about devastating news of a family member. That, 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 that your heart was broken. And, and that you couldn't believe what was going on. And you couldn't believe where you were at right then. And in the moment when it hit you, it was like, okay, we got to do this. And we got to do that. And, and this is how we got to do it. And this is what we need to do. And you're thinking clearly. And you're speaking clearly. And you're giving encouragement. And you're showing the love of God. And then two months later, you finally got ticked off. I can't believe I had to go through that. I can't believe they put me through that. I can't believe this is what happened. What went on at the beginning? God said, I'm going to give you grace. Because if I let it hit you right now, you ain't going to be able to get through this. So I got to give you my grace to protect your mind. I got to give you my grace to protect your heart. I got to give you grace so that you will give grace to the one that doesn't deserve it. It is the grace of God, and His grace is enough. How can you define it? How you are able to make it through so much difficulties? His grace was enough. Grace, we have defined for the last three weeks, is love that cares. Love that stoops. Love that rescues. It is the unconditional love of God. Grace is God's assistance and His benevolence towards humanity. And He said, my grace. Paul, how could you make it? How could you make it being shipwrecked three times and still not quit God? You know, in all shipwrecks, Paul was actually getting in a boat going to another city not because he was on vacation but he was going to tell them about Jesus like you would think after the second one it would be like hey I ain't getting in another boat the rest of my life <laughs> me and boats just ain't Paul what would make you get on there another time what would make you get on that boat a third time God's grace is enough I mean, being whipped, can you imagine being whipped 39 times? Like one occasion would be bad enough. But then you go through two, three, four, now five times. Paul, why didn't you quit? Because God's grace. I didn't even realize how bad it was till I started writing about it. Because in the middle of it, I was just saying, all right, whip me, but I'm still going to talk about Jesus. 
Yeah, tear my flesh off of my body, but I'm still not going to denounce God. Paul, you've gone through seasons of your life where you didn't even have water to drink, clothes on your back. You didn't even have shoes on your feet. How in the world did you not throw in the towel? Because in the moment, I didn't realize how bad it was. Because God's grace carried me through. Maybe today, just maybe, you're going through a difficult season. Maybe today. You're going through a difficult time period. Maybe it's relational. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's spiritual. Do not negate the grace of God that is carrying you right now in your life. And just maybe you have come out of the season that many people would have quit on. Many people would have given up. Do not sit up in church and act like you made it through because you were strong. You made it through because his grace was strong. I'm getting way ahead of myself. I don't know how I'm going to write this at the end, but but because this was supposed to come at the end. But I just feel like you're not the star. That's right. God is the star. See, if I'm not careful, I read stories in the Bible and I always put myself in the story and say I'm just like David. Or we'll say, I'm just like Moses. Or we'll say, I'm just, I, I, God, give me the wisdom you gave Solomon. Because if I'm not careful, I start making the Bible all about me. Yeah. But the Bible isn't all about me. The Bible is all about God. Yeah. David wasn't the hero. It was God who allowed him to take a rock and to kill a giant. David wasn't the hero. Moses wasn't the hero. There was nothing special about Moses. Nothing magical about Moses that caused him to hold up a rod and split a sea. It was the grace of God. It was the power of God. God is the hero. And let me explain to you. You're not the hero because he brought because you came out of a season of depression. And you're not the hero and you're not strong because you had to go through a difficult relationship and now you're on the back side of it saying, yes, I did make it through. I'm really strong. At the end of the day, it's God that was the hero. What killed other people, you walked through. What other people fell in, he caused you to walk on dry ground. He caused you to kill things in your life that other people thought was giant. God is the star. Woo, Lord, help me. 2 Corinthians 9, verse number 8. And God is able to, oh, ain't he able? Anybody ever been there to know God is able? And God is able to make all grace 
abound toward you that you will always have enough in all things to abound to do every good work God has called you to do. I do it, God, but I don't have enough time. Why? He'll give you grace that will abound so that you can do every good thing for God. I would do it, God, but, 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 but who's going to listen to me about how to fix their relationship when I've never had a successful one? Lies. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. God, who would listen to me about living free when I myself am bound? Lies. God will make all grace abound toward you that you will always have enough to do every good thing for God. Quit making you the star. You're not the star. Life will never be perfect. You'll never have so much together that you are qualified to tell anyone else how they should live. He's the star. I'm not pointing you to me. You follow me, you'll live jacked up. I'm pointing you to the one who raises the dead, who calls blinded eyes to see, the one who gives comfort in the middle of confusion, the one who will pick a woman up in a bed and pick her up and say, you will not go through depression right now, but you will be the mama I called you to be and the wife I called you to be. I will make all grace. Woo! Help me hear Holy Ghost. 2 Corinthians 3, verse number 5. Not that we have are enough, watch this, in ourselves to think anything of ourselves. But our sufficiency, our having enough, is of God. God, if I had more money, I'd do this for you. Ah, oh, hush. God, if I had better relationships, I'd do this for you. Oh, God said, you got enough right now. You got my grace. Ephesians chapter number two, verse number four. I'm a little bit more happier preaching this than I thought I was. <laughs> but God. But God. But God. How you made it through it? But God. Woo. But God. But God. Who is rich in mercy. Hey, ain't you the one that your family's messed up? But God. Ain't you the one that went through a hard time in your life, but God? Aren't you the one that people thought would never make it, but God? Aren't you the one that was a drug addict, but God? Aren't you the one that was the alcoholic in the family, but God? Aren't you the one that...
that people didn't give a chance to but God? Aren't you the one people talked about but God? Aren't you the one that got stabbed in the back but God? Aren't you the one that nobody thought would ever make it but God? Listen, it ain't about me but God always showed up in time in my life. He is the star. His grace is enough for me. Clothes ain't matching, hair disheveled, a look of depression all over you. Yeah. But God. Aren't you the one that got advice from us on how your marriage is about to go? Yeah. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved me even when I was dead in sin has he quickened us together for by grace you are saved and God ooh, here's what grace does and God raised us up together can we tell you what grace did it was love that stooped, but it didn't allow me to stay down. God raised me up together and made me to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Ooh, it ain't about me. For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Pastor, if I get everything worked out, I'm going to serve God. Hey, this ain't about you, bro. If I can get out of this season of unemployment, because this unemployment's got me down. Hey, this ain't about you. This ain't got nothing to do with you. Hey, God, Pastor, when I get these kids straightened out, because how can I help other kids when I can't even help my own? The stupidest phrase anybody says, if you made it, I'm sorry. God only helps those who help themselves. Where is that at? Right. Yeah. It is not of myself. That's right. It is by the grace of God. It is not about what I do or work, lest I can boast about myself. It's not about works, lest any man boast. God said, the reason I don't let you save yourself is because you brag about yourself. And you would become the Jesus to your family. He said, I don't want you going to the family reunion and everybody thinking you're the Jesus of them. I don't want you living in your house and letting your kids think you're the Jesus of them. That's why I allow them to see seasons of difficulty, season of perplexity, season of confusion in your life. Because I want you to put them, I put you in the house 
so that you would point them to the grace. You would point them to Jesus. That they would look to you and say, Mom is perfect, and Daddy's perfect, and Grandma and Grandpa are perfect. But they would know they were in a house with someone who was imperfect, but served the perfect one. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has ordained that we should walk in. If I'm not careful, I make Christianity about me. Yeah. Let me tell you what I did for God this week. Let me tell you how much I love Jesus. I, I, I. Yeah. But Jesus must always remain the star. Yes. I cannot stand it in people's service. And I have made fun of it for 20 years. Saying this, get away from preachers who want to talk about three points and a poem and go home. Give me somebody who's got a revelation of yes. from God. Yes. And while I did everything, I have never read a poem in church in 20 years. I walk into the office and God just says, you need to read that poem. God, I, I preach against poems. <laughs> That's great for church. That's great for Facebook. But God, I need a revelation. And here's what God just told me. That was a revelation. Come on, man. One night I dreamed a dream. As I sat walking along the beach with my Lord. Across the dark sky flashed scenes from my own life. For each scene I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonging to me and one belonging to my Lord. After the last scene of my life flashed before me, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that at many times along the path of my life, especially at the very lowest and saddest times, there was only one set of footprints. This really troubled me. So I asked the Lord about it. Lord, you said once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way but i noticed that during the saddest and most troublesome times of my life there was only one set of footprints and i don't understand why why when i needed you the most you would leave me and he whispered my precious child i love you and will never leave you never ever during your trials and testing when you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. That is the grace of God. Today you may be saying, I feel all alone. He's carrying you. I feel like I don't have enough. He's carrying you. I feel like I'm not good enough. 
he's carrying. In Exodus chapter number 3, verse number 11, many of us have been here. And Moses said to God, who am I? Who am I? I'm not good enough. That I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Who am I to do God what you've asked me to do? And he said, certainly I will be with you. And this shall be a token unto you that I have sent you. That when you have brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said to God, behold, when I come to the children of Israel and they shall say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, what is his name? Who am I going to tell them that sent me? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shall you say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moses, don't act like you're their hero. Moses, don't act like you've got all the answers. Moses, don't act like you're perfect. I'm the star. I'm the strength here. I'm the leader here. You want your family to work out? Put God back the star of it. Quit trying to be the star to your wife. Quit trying to be the star to your husband. He is that he is, is with you. Quit trying to be the star to your children. You want it all to work out? Let God be the star. His grace is enough for you. So looking back on my life, I can say like 1 Corinthians 15, chapter 15, verse number 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. I'd have never made it through the seasons of life if God had not given me His grace. I would not have made it through the seasons of loneliness, of depression, of isolation if God had not given me His grace. Come on, I'm going to talk to you right now. With all the hell and hot water some of you have had to go through, you should have low self-esteem. You should have yourself down. With as much turmoil as you've had to walk through, you should be walking in like a hundred pound weight is upon your shoulder. How can you still smile? How can you still be free enough to raise your hand? How can you still want to serve God? Because I am what I am. Because of the grace of God. The divorce did not define me and the abuse did not define me and the neglect did not define me and the hurtful words did not define me and life going not as planned did not define me but God defined my life His grace defined my life and I am what I am because of the grace of God Today you're stronger than what you know. You're more powerful than what you know. Let God be the star. Let Jesus be the star back in your life. David, you lusted. 
David, you stole. David, you fornicated. David, you were a liar and a killer. But God still used you, David, because he's the star. Rahab, you are a harlot. You did not just prostitute. You ran the house. But God still used you because he is the star. The children of Israel, you repeatedly rebelled against your God. But God still brought you to the promised land because he is the star. Moses, you doubted God, but God still guided you because God is the star. Joseph, you were able to forgive people when they abandoned you, murdered you, and wanted to kill you. You looked at people and forgave them. How, Joseph? Because God was always the star. Abraham and Sarah you walked in unbelief, but God still blessed you because God's promise was always the star. I don't know where you're at today, but this thing ain't about you. This thing is about God's grace. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. And I got to walk out of here because I got to prepare for ground two. But I just stopped by to tell somebody right now, if God can give grace, you can give grace. And if God can give you what can get you over, you can give someone else what can get them over. And if God is the star, then let God be the star. Let him shine. You're all so happy in life. Oh, well, I just try to have a positive, optimistic outlook. Quit trying to be the star. You're so happy in life. If you knew what I had to deal with, if you knew where I've been, the only reason I can smile today is because he turned my morning into dancing. He put joy in the middle of depression. He caused me to be faithful when I wanted to be faithless. He gave me grace when I thought I was abandoned. I am what I am by the grace of God. If you're in this room right now and you just want to say, Pastor John, Every head bowed and every eye cut. Come on, I ain't even going to give a great crazy altar call right now. I'm just going to give an altar call right now for somebody who knows that you're where you are because of the grace of God. With as much wrong decisions and choices as you and I have made, ain't no way we should still have what we have. With as much stupid things as came out of our mouth, there ain't no way we should still have the relationships we have. I am what I am because of the grace of God. With as many times as I've done God wrong, 
there's no reason I should still sit in service and feel his presence. Feel his spirit over my life. I am Jesus, God. I'm what I am because of his grace. If you're in this room right now, you can just really testify today. I am what I am because of the grace of God. When I wanted to run, he gave me the power to stand. When I wanted to quit, he gave me the strength to keep running. When I wanted to get angry, he gave me the love to be kind. anybody in this room right now who can testify like me that grace has brought me this far I dare you right now just to slip up your hands to him and let him be the star of your life again let him be the star grace that has carried you up to here is the same grace that's going to carry you from here. He's going to fix it. Woo! Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost. He's going to fix this. Don't worry about it. Quit trying to get involved with it. He's going to take care of this situation. Hasn't he always taken care of it? Hasn't he always come through Hasn't he always shown himself to be faithful? You're going to be better in six months than you've ever been before. His grace is going to get you better. Don't stress about it. Don't worry about it.
love, would you put your hands together and celebrate Jesus? I won't write where you are to grab your ties. 